Welcome to the Furniture Artist Podcast, where Erin shares experiences, adventures, and challenges in the furniture artist life. If you love brushes and paint, and furniture is your canvas, you're in the right place. Now, here's Erin from the Bowtie Treasures Studio. Hello there, friends. Welcome to episode number 17. In this episode, I got a question for you. Do you work on a project and you get that feeling that sometimes something just isn't quite right about it and you aren't sure how to fix it? Well, this episode we're talking about critiquing your work. Maybe you'd call it editing your work, but uh, all of us run into a project now and then that just doesn't seem like maybe we're not excited about it. It just feels a little off or misguided maybe and you just have the second thoughts that keep coming through your mind. Maybe if you tap into some of our previous episodes, maybe the one on community, you reach out to a friend or two, hey, what do you think of this? You know, we all have that. There are a lot of factors that can affect how you edit your project. So it gets to the point where it feels right. What is it that's making you feel like something's needed to be edited or adjusted? Is it the right, does it not fit in your home? Does it not look right there? Is it something your customers will want? You know, you're questioning, oh no, are they going to like this? I put polka dots on it. What about, are you concerned about what others will think? Sometimes it might be a matter of, is it good design? Have you ever thought about your projects actually are designed? Design includes things like unity, like is it all tied together? What about balance? Is it heavy on one side and not another? Or is it symmetrical? Asymmetrical would be that what's on the left is not equal to what's on the right. What about color harmony? I talk about color harmony oftentimes when I'm chalk painting and doing live videos. Color harmony, just how the colors work together. They can be bold colors, but the whole piece could be boldly tied together. Or they can be subtle and neutral. What about eye flow? If you are painting, let's say, a landscape or a scene or patterns, the eye does travel through a project a certain way. So sometimes there may be design elements that you just don't know are not right that could be affecting your piece. I wonder if you would ask yourself, are you rushing the project? Are you moving too quickly? So you don't have clear focus or vision of where it should go or where it's at. Oftentimes, dealing with that particular point, I would recommend taking a break. Sleep on it, we say. I'm going to think about it. Let me dwell on this a little longer. Those are maybe phrases you might use as you're working on your project. It happened to me recently, and I'll get into that in just a few minutes. You might check your project in different lighting. It may be that you're painting at night. Next day, you open your garage, and you're like, wow, this looks totally different. I have that effect oftentimes where I'll paint in my studio under certain lights, and then I go to stage it, and I see things about it that I didn't realize, maybe in a good way, that were different than when I painted it. For example, maybe the natural lighting is casting a a blue tint to your piece. Or maybe some details or flaws that you didn't realize because it's normally in the shadow in your studio, but now the light's hitting it and it's really casting a lot of uh, issues that you didn't realize. 
So sometimes that might be part of it. But definitely checking in different lighting. It could be that you're really frustrated about it, but when you get it in the correct lighting, it looks great. As a side note, I will tell you that oftentimes I try to remember that as I can throw a ton of light on my project, but rarely in someone's home and in normal viewing will that piece ever get that much light. So keep that in mind as a side note. I'm regularly reminded that oftentimes, no matter what I've done to a piece, it's good to remember that someone out there will love it. Maybe something that you might not be willing to take the chance, meaning it might take longer to sell, but sometimes it may not be something you like. Somebody else might really like that color or that technique. So don't hesitate to let it go to that next person or to your booth and see how it goes. One of the repeated goals that I have is that I have to remind myself to battle through the project and get it done. I'm not usually one to recommend that you put it to the side a while. What I mean by that is, oh, I'm really frustrated with this. Let me just put it over there. I'll get to it later if I feel like it. Yeah, but every time you walk by, it's going to be staring you in the face saying, I beat you. I own you. (laughs) I don't like that feeling. Usually, I just keep reminding myself one step at a time. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's no fun. But you have another fun project coming up. But get through this one. Conquer that piece. We have a mental threshold of when we want to quit and give up on a project. The further you can stretch that mental capacity or threshold, the more you're going to crank out better work and be less frustrated. In other words, if you give in too quick, then your mind threshold is really low. So let me challenge you to push through it. Keep fighting it. I'm not saying every project's going to beat me or I'm going to win every project. What I mean by that is sometimes it just, you know, the piece is junk. You didn't know it was junk. And then you try to work on it and just going backwards fast. face this a lot. And I just have to push through. One, I don't have a lot of room to hold on to pieces down the road and get to them eventually. I just figured the best time to get it done, it's in my studio, adjust, conquer, and move on. So the question really is, how do you adjust? How do you conquer? Usually, when you're facing a challenge, I am just looking for small edits. You don't need to start over unless something drastically happens or you mess up on a step. Oftentimes you can say, you know what, how about if I just change my technique to be like this? I can hide that, disguise it. Not that it's bad, you're just altering the vision of the piece. So overall, our goal here is more victories and not so many defeats. Editing is going to be necessary. You have to find ways to get to the next step or get the project done. Look for simple or subtle ways to overcome those challenges. If it's too dark, lighten the chalk paint color on the next coat. If the stain's too light, see if you can darken it. Try mixing two stains together. There's multiple ways to try and get past challenges. Now, I might, you might hear of someone who might have had some issues, let's say, with a rice paper going on and they want to remove it. Sometimes you're going to have to sand and get some things out of the way. There's multiple remedies, and I love the fact that in this community, there are a lot of support groups and people who have gone through these challenges, and you can always ask for help. Bottom line is, 
look for how you're going to edit it. But don't let external factors overly influence your editing ability or editing desire. If you think it needs to be bold and crazy, go with it. If you love the simple, then you go with it. It's about the excitement for the process and for your projects more than it is about other people liking it. Now, keep in mind, I'm a big advocate that customers of the market will always set the price and the popularity for it. It's one thing for someone to really like what you're doing. Selling those pieces are really what it comes down to. Overall, I was going to tell you about a couple projects, for example. I recently just painted a, a buffet, and I did a subtle stencil on it. Unfortunately, the next day, I realized, wow, it's too subtle. After the paint dried, I decided to go with the metallic color. That's the kind of editing I did, but the editing worked out really well because that gold stencil actually tied into the gold accents I added. I also had some issues with some of the drawers rubbing, and so I added a little bit of distressing. I just ran with it. That's an example of editing. I didn't get frustrated. I just went with what I had. The piece is coming out really great, and as of April 3rd, it should be released here pretty soon. I'm excited to finally get that one done. But this one was kicking me. It was kicking hard. But I stayed with it day after day until I got it done. The other one, I, a couple weeks ago, I used a color called Putty. And unfortunately, once it dried, it was too dark. I could have left it, but I felt like, nope, I'm going to conquer this one. So I went back and I overlaid some other colors over it to make the putty color more subtle. And in the end, it just added more layers, which the piece needed anyway. So overall, I didn't get frustrated. I just said, what can I do to solve this? And I went back and slowly edited it. The worst thing to do would be to start over, you know, paint over the whole thing. You try to do some techniques and tests that, or at least trust your gut before you get too far that you have to be that drastic. Overall, I do like to say oftentimes to a lot of my followers and watchers of my lives that uh, if it doesn't work out, I'll paint over it. That rarely happens. Usually I just make subtle edits to the project to solve the issue. I would recommend overall that you make sure that when you're painting and you're trying to be creative, try to do that without much stress. Stress does not help us think clearly. Lack of sleep pressure, deadlines, whatever it might be. It might be a technique you're trying that you're just not familiar with. That'll add to the stress. Be careful. Slowly work your way up to the complicated techniques. And in time, it won't be so difficult or stressful to do. Pressure is oftentimes something that you might experience from the external uh, followers, friends, clients. When is this going to be done? Why isn't it done? That's not what I asked for. You know the routine. Sometimes the lack of time is really a big one. And you just really have to crank this out. And I will say a lot of times mistakes happen when we push it, the products faster than they should be pushed. You know, drying times, cure times. Uh, you know, you're working on stencils and the paint's still wet and you move the stencil and the smears. Then you got to go back and fix the smears. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. So try to be stress-free, pressure-free, time-free if you will, or extra time. How's that? You'll most likely find that if you have better control of your situation, you're going to be better creating at what you do. The really key here is editing your work. 
make sure that you're not being influenced by the wrong factors. Then when you realize you do need to edit your work, try to make a list or think through calmly what are those things that are affecting you that make you not feel comfortable. You may be trying a new technique you've never done before, and you just need some confidence. Ask your friends, ask your community for some feedback. Be willing to hear the feedback. I always feel like if you're going to put yourself out there in a group to say, can you give me some feedback, always be willing to accept it. If you're not willing to accept it, then don't put yourself out there, right? Or stay close to close friends who know how to be honest with you and your uh, personality, if you will. You don't want to be in a situation where people start criticizing you and you can't, you just don't know how to respond. So find your comfort zone as far as getting critique and help. Uh, always be looking at other people's work, finding out and evaluating what did they do that made it very successful and how did they uh, perform on their piece to make that work. This is not the same thing as you doing you. you know, if you want to do polka dot stripes and flower prints, do it. But if you're finding that the market's not accepting it and buying it, you either have to drastically edit your style or find the right place for your style to go. And we've talked about this in previous podcasts, so be sure to check those out. Uh, we're only on episode 17, so you probably could catch up pretty quick. Overall, I felt like this was a good topic because oftentimes uh, I am editing and I don't know that I'm editing. And uh, sometimes it's just making better decisions at the beginning. And I'm, I, I tend to jump into the project quickly. You may fault be a, have that as a fault as well. Sometimes stepping back, planning a little bit more in advance helps. But in the creative process, oftentimes we just want to jump in head first. And that can come back and get us later on, right? But I do like the spontaneous aspect of the furniture artist's life. But I also do like the planned one. Sometimes I've taken it into software and actually worked out my composition like uh, with the transfer. Figured out exactly where the transfer is going. Other times I just kind of free free form and free flow it, and that's good too. Sometimes you can be a little bit more risky and than others because again the risk could turn into a lot of setbacks that you have to fix. So overall, breathe, relax, step back, take a moment, and think through it, and it might not be so bad. You may find that to you you don't like it, but you might have discovered something that. A bunch of people that would like to buy it do like. So there's a little bit on both sides of the pendulum there, if you will. I hope this short podcast just gives you a little bit of an encouragement that stay with it, conquer your pieces, edit them so that you can get happy with them, and your customers enjoy them too. There's great fulfillment in that. All right, that's it for episode number 17. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys for the next one. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. Be sure to check out our website, bowtietreasures.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, other furniture artists like you can find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.